Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, where our friend, the voice of the Cardinals on Bally Sports, Dan Mack of 101 ESPN, joins us from Miami. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning, guys. How are you? Everything's outstanding here in St. Louis. How's the weather in Miami? Uh, looks pretty nice. I've not been outside. <laughs> I've just been able to look out my window. We got in kind of late last night, so uh, I'm just kind of coming to, you know. i got to get a little coffee in me, go take a walk, spend the day outside, and... Uh, See what the day brings us. What's it been like traveling again, Dan? I know you're excited to be at the games and back out on the road, but it's got to be interesting getting back into the flow of traveling all the time. It, it is. Uh, I forgot to pack my shirts, uh, my shorts the other day. I took them out to, to like readjust something for my bag, and I forgot to put them back in there. So as I'm getting ready to lay out my clothes for the, uh, the first game the other day, I said, well, lo and behold, I don't have any dress shirts. So I was scrambling and, uh, but I, I'm, uh, you know what? It's, it's great. It's great to be back, uh, with the team and around the team. And just, um, I, I do believe it really is enhanced the broadcast because we're able to get insight and talk to people that normally we just, you know, I say normally back in the last two years, that was the normal situation of just not being able to visit with people. So, um, it, it really has helped the, the games, I believe, in the, the telecast and being around the players and just trying to get some insight. I agree, Dan. And you have been around the team. Whenever I watch this team play and the few times I've been down at the ballpark, it just seems like this team is very relaxed and calm, but they're also energetic and having a lot of fun. You see that with Yadier Molina, Albert Pujols, and all the guys, but it really does seem like this is a group that has really clicked and that has really great chemistry. Well, I, I say this... Um, I think Ali is, you know, and we'll we'll find out as the season goes on. But Ali is really, really even keel. I mean, there's just not a lot that gets to him, and this is how he's always been when he was working on the, you know, with Mike Schilt and others, and just being a bench coach. Um, and a lot of times, the bench coach is the guy that has to have the stern conversations with players. And so Ali, with an even keel nature, and the fact that he's really you know, pretty much, guys, he's direct and up front. You know, if you ask him a question, he'll give you a direct answer, and that's the answer, and you move on. And uh, and, and I, what I think I really like about it, you know, it, he's not treating it like life or death. You know, it's not every game, not every moment. You know, hey, we're, we're trying to win, but there's a situation that arises, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and I can live with the, you know, the decision I made and move on. And I think, like yesterday, he elected to, to pitch around a guy and got to uh, Taylor, and he hits a double and wound up being a, a big, uh, uh, you know, situation in that game. But it, it, it's just not life or death. And so for him, I think that's kind of a re- – when you have a leader like that, your team takes on some of that, and it's a reflection of that. Now, in terms of the chemistry and stuff, I, I think um, 
it's a good group. I mean, that that's number one. And two, they I think they know they're going to be pretty good. So that, that helps, you know, a little bit with the chemistry and what's happening here. Hey, Dan, that chemist or the uh, communication borne out with his relationship with Yachty, a lot of managers in St. Louis or anywhere else would not have done the things that he's done with Yachty in terms of mapping out the play that Yachty's going to have. And obviously Yachty's kind of sore right now, but for him to get together and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. This is the way your schedule's going to work is something unusual for us in, in seeing a manager deal with Yachty. Yeah. And I think though, at this point, Randy, Yachty is, is buying in. I think Yachty, with uh, missing as much time as he did in spring training, and then it was shortened, and it was very tough for him just to even get a lot of games under his belt, which he doesn't need a lot anyway. But um, I think he's bought in on that too just because it was a lack of time in spring training, and they want to make sure that he's available for the full season. And if they would have played him time and again in these first couple of weeks, you know – you really would have cost him and probably the team. And who knows if he gets hurt or, you know, the, that body's got a lot of mileage on it. So I think he's buying in with the idea that it's okay to take some days off. And, and I think he probably welcomes that too. Now, when we get in the second half and there's more things that are going on and the intensity uh, ratchets it up a little bit, then that could be a different conversation. But for right now, I think he's really bought in on that idea. And the other side of this, Dan, is that they need an opportunity to truly evaluate Andrew Kisner, and they want to get into a situation where Kisner is sharp and ready and prepared if he has to play in the second half of the season. Absolutely. And uh, I, I give Andrew a lot of credit. You know, you're talking about a guy that um, – is a, he knew he was going to be the backup this year. And so I don't want to say established major leaguer, but a major leaguer, and he goes to uh, to winter ball to go play to try to get sharper and to make sure that he gets at bats that he didn't get last season. You just don't see that from major league players. I mean, it just doesn't happen because they, they want to take that time off and, and train on their own and, and do different things that are – away from game action to prepare for the season. So I, I give Andrew a lot of credit, and so far so good. He's, he's done a nice job. Dan, number 681 for Albert Pujols yesterday, an absolute rocket and a big moment in that game as well. And I heard you guys talking about this on the broadcast. A lot of times at the end of guys' careers, they don't really strike a lot of fear into opposing pitchers. But do you think when Albert Pujols steps into the box, it still makes a lot of pitchers nervous knowing that he can still do damage? Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Um, I was talking with uh, some of the coaches on the bus uh, on the, the you know the way from the the airport to the hotel here, and we were talking exactly about that. Michelle is that if you're a young player, you know you're, you're still thinking about that's Albert Pujols, and he is crushing left-handed pitching. I, I mean, I'm telling you, he can hit left-handed pitching. Now we're going to find out more and more as the season goes on. You know, if they they want him to go against some righties, which they did in Game One of the series against Milwaukee, but the man can flat out hit. There's just no doubt about it. And uh, so, if you're a lefty, and we're, we're going to see one tomorrow, and Jesus Lizardo, he's he's really good. I saw him in spring training a couple of times. Wainwright will go for the Cardinals. Yachty will be behind the plate, um, and I would assume that Albert would be in the lineup. It's it's a threat, and so this isn't like some you know just, hey, we're, we're bringing them back to sell tickets. I mean, that's a byproduct of this. The guy can still mash lefties. And I think one of the things that we're seeing is that his at-bats have been so good that you're going to see him in against 
some of the righties too. It's not like the 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 DH spot from the left side is tore it up here. So it's something to keep in mind as we move forward. Hey, Dan, one thing that uh, I hate making judgments on teams four, five, six games into a season, but one thing that happened in 2019, and it it reared its ugly head again yesterday, is Dakota Hudson's walks. He led the league in walks in 2019 with 86, and that's the year he won 16 games. But when you have this defense and you have his ability, you just can't walk guys. Pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and clearly he's not trying to, um, and it looked like he just could not get his feel for the baseball or mechanics. And uh, and I, I, I saw him shaking his hand every once in a while, kind of during pitches and stuff. And it, you know, I just was thinking, man, he's just not getting a good. You know, guys will do that if they don't have a good grip or a good feel for the baseball. And he could just tell mechanically he just couldn't get it going. That'll happen sometimes with guys coming off of Tommy John surgery. Now, we did see him pitch at the end of last year, so it's, it shouldn't be an excuse, and he's had a full off season and now spring training and a couple of starts under his belt. But, yeah, it was like uh, having flashbacks yesterday to uh, a point in time in June where all these guys are getting walked. And, yeah, I mean, it's obvious when you look at what the Cardinals did in the off season. what were they looking for? Sinker ballers, if they could find them, but definitely strike throwers. And so you got to throw strikes, and he knows that, and I'm sure he'll be better. But, yeah, that, that cost in the game. I mean, if you look at uh, some of the runs and how they came in, it was a hit batter. There was a walk that came around to score in the first inning. Then you had the bases loaded walk by McFarland. So, I mean, those kind of things uh, can't happen, especially when you have the defense of the Cardinals. One last thing, and nobody in baseball likes to go on a long road trip. I would think that for this particular group and for you and uh, BT and whoever is going to be broadcasting the games, getting the longest trip of the year out of the way this early is probably a good thing, right? Oh, sure. I mean, I you know what, Randy? It, it's... This is my 25th year, so I'm I'm used to the road. I I hadn't done it though for a couple of years, so it was obviously I don't know how to pack anymore. <laughs> but uh, it's it's good being in the swing of it. And what I mean by that is um, some things with COVID have changed how we travel in terms of just the baseball travel. I know for everybody it's it's changed, but um, and just kind of getting used to that, getting that under your belt, figuring it out again, and how it all works and. Uh, I got to tell you, it, it's it is great. There, there was people ask me all the time about what was it like not to travel and do the games, and it was difficult. There's no question. Um, but the best part about it was with a young, you know, with kids. Like I got four kids, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. The game was over. I go home, mm-hmm. right? So, it, but the game's over in Cincinnati or Milwaukee or Florida or whatever. I'm going back to a hotel. But to do this job, I think to do it right and to do it properly. Uh, being on site, you cannot replicate it because you can see defenses, you can see where the ball is going, you get a feel for the crowd, and you get access. And access in the game of baseball is very, very important because it's such a long season and there's so much downtime in the games. And it does help us understand why they do the things that they do or at least have some understanding to try to relate that to the fan. And we are the conduit between the fans, so it's our responsibility to to do the best job that we can in that regard. Speaking of access to players, Dan, how cool was it to have Adam Wainwright in the booth? Oh, he was great, wasn't he? I don't know if you guys were watching. Yeah, so I was in, I always try to go in Milwaukee and say hello and visit with Bob Uecker every every time I'm there. So before every game, I go over there. So I pop in, 
And I'm like, hey, where's you? And he's like, oh, he's down there in the booth. And they, their booth is kind of, they've got like a little lounge area. And then, it, you know, you got three or four steps to go down to the booth. I go down there and there's Wayne. I go, what are you doing up here? <laughs> I said, this is our area, you know, and he starts <laughs> laughing. And uh, and so he's like, yeah, I'm going to go on with you. And I said, well, why don't you just, you know, when you're done with that, pop down in the booth with us and, and you know, we'll, we'll visit. And he goes, great, I'll do it. And so, uh, yeah, the, and he's awesome. I have a great relationship with Adam, as you guys do too, and a uh, lot of fun. I mean, if he ever wants to be a broadcaster when his season or when his uh, career is up, whenever that is, and I'm not buying into this year, but he's going to be fantastic because his insight, uh, relationships with players, the fact that he's played a long time and has dealt with it all, you know, the ups, the downs, the injuries, missing seasons, all those things, he can relate to so many people. So, uh, he'll be fabulous whenever he decides to do that. And I, I love that he said, at my age, nobody's really going to tell me what to do. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, the, the one thing that he, and Brad asked a great question. Brad said, are you like enjoying this now, you know, more than ever? And he said, this is the best it's ever been, essentially, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, I'm just trying to take it in. You know, uh, and I think that's what happens with, anybody in this game or in sports when you're a young player i mean you're just trying to get yourself number one to make a team and to stick and establish yourself and to have a job and then eventually to make a lot of money and then you take care of you know your family and generations of your family in some regards so once that happens and it's under your belt i mean take it in enjoy it and i think that's what adam is doing and i I'm telling you guys, uh, Yachty and Albert are like inseparable all the time. <laughs> they're right next to, and they're just smiling. And Albert's been great to deal with. So I think all three of them kind of have that perspective of, hey, let's let's win this thing and, and let's do it with a, a you know a way that we can all have fun. And I, I do think that they're doing that. I think they're having fun. Danny, have a great day. Have a great week, and we will see you when you get home. All right, guys, thanks. Talk to you next Monday. You bet. That is Danny Mack. He'll have the call tomorrow night for the Cardinals and the Marlins on Ballet Sports. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.